Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 25 to 30 minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with the recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or maybe life has just thrown you one more curveball than you were expecting, I'm so glad that you've here, you're here, that you've tuned in to hear some exciting news, some celebration uh, that, that I'm going to mention, as well as talk for just a few minutes about the topic of forgiveness. So as, as I progress into uh, the, the material, it's always great to see that we do have people joining this broadcast literally from coast to coast here in North America and, and around the country. Last count, we had viewers and listeners in 27 or 28 countries. So thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. You should see a chat box depending on the platform you're watching it on or if there's a subscribe button, please do that. If you have an opportunity to leave us a comment, we very much appreciate your feedback. And and if you have someone that that you believe would be a great uh, fit as far as a guest for an interview on our program, we would very much appreciate that introduction. For more information on what God has me doing uh, in my day-to-day life, you can go to randymortensen.com. That's Randy, last name Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. Later in the show, I will talk more about 21-point assessment that you find on the front page there. That's a tool to determine whether you are a loved one actually qualifies for one of my programs. It's called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, what I want to do is just spend a little bit of time here speaking about forgiveness. And you may... You may be like others who who say, well, okay, what is forgiveness? And if you have 10 people in the room, there may be 10 different opinions on what forgiveness really is. One definition that I've used for quite a few years is, is that forgiveness is the conscious decision to no longer want for that person the same pain they inflicted on you. It is saying you hurt me and you should not have, but I let go of my desire to make you feel the pain I felt from you. That's forgiveness in a very clear, concise, contextual way. And where where I shared some of what I'm going to uh, use today was when I was teaching on step five in, in our Quest 180 group. And, you know, as you look at step five, we admitted God to ourselves and to another human being, exact nature of all of our wrongs. Well, we've all heard that the wages of sin is death, but that doesn't mean you must continue accumulating deposits in your guilt or shame account. One of the main things that we want you to understand is that many people suffer from continued pain because their sins go unconfessed. We all have the same opportunity to receive forgiveness. We must admit and confess. Let me say that again. We all have the same opportunity to receive forgiveness. We must first admit and then next confess if we're really ready for forgiveness 
from God, as well as learning how to forgive others, as well as accepting forgiveness from others. One quote that, that I, I've used for many years is, is from uh, Pastor Rick Warren. And what he, he says is this, if the devil brings up your past, remind him of his future. Say to the devil, we've read the final chapter in the Bible and we know who wins. Don't let Satan mislead you into saying you're not worthy of forgiveness. And something else that I've picked up just in, in, in the last few months as it pertains to forgiveness is that forgiveness is freedom. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is freedom. And then forgiveness really brings about your future. You know, once forgiveness is giving you the freedom, once you've recognized the change that has happened in your life, then forgiveness truly brings about your future. There's just no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Forgiveness brings about your future. And if, if you look for someone in the Bible, the person that, that, you know, really would have probably thought there's no way God can forgive me is, is the apostle Paul, right? Because he was a man who is touted throughout the new Testament as being very faithful as he spread the word of God throughout the nations. But it seems to me that Paul who was formerly known as Saul, was a man that many of us in recovery could relate to because why? Because the Saul was a persecutor. He was, he was a, a murderer. And, and yet Jesus spoke to him, and, and that's when the Saul of old became the Apostle Paul of new. What do, you, what do you mean, Randy, you might be saying? Well, Saul was, was born a Jew. And as I've said a couple times, he was named Saul. He was later touted as an apostle of the Gentiles. He was born in Tarsus, brought up as a Pharisee, which was an ancient Jewish sect that emphasized strict interpretation and observance of the Mosaic law, both in its written and its oral form. What's that mean to, today? That means it was very legalistic, very legalistic. Paul studied Jerusalem, studied in Jerusalem during the three years of, of Jesus' public life. And that and, and he was even present at the time Jesus was crucified by the, by the Romans. That came after life change happened to him. He he no doubt heard Jesus preach. He, he saw him regularly. He must have heard Jesus and his movement amongst the people. Following his baptism, Paul spent the next three years of his life in D Damascus with the Christians. For three years, he was in prayer and solitude. And later, his Jewish friends became so hostile that he had to escape at night. How did he do that? He was actually lowered in a basket over the city wall and then went to Jerusalem where he was received with some hesitation until Barnabas quelled the doubts of the Christian community. 
those people he had been terrorizing, the Christians, now welcomed him into their midst. Why? Because of the radical life change that had happened. Because God chose to forgive Saul, soon to be Paul, of all of those wrongs. And, and we can learn from that. We can learn about God's desire to forgive us. We can learn from God's way of, of offering grace and love and kindness and forgiveness. We can learn to implement that in our own lives. Because the other amazing thing about Paul is, is after Jesus spoke to him, after he he restored his sight, his vision, Paul then traveled actually on three missionary journeys. He went to Cyprus, then to Asia Minor, then to Eastern Greece, and lastly, Ephesus, where he made the longest stay in his ministry, and that's where he wrote 1 Corinthians. Then he wrote Romans before returning to Jerusalem. After Paul was set free from the old Saul, he was a great teacher. He was very tr- direct, and he was very challenging. And, and there were times when the Jews hated him and the Gentiles hated him. There were times when Paul suffered severe physical and social hardships. He was whipped. He was stoned. He was imprisoned. He was treated with with indignity probably countless times, and he was even banished on several occasions. As I, as I said, he was beaten and robbed for preaching against Jewish law after Jesus spoke to him, but Paul was, was clever because he invoked his privileges as a Roman citizen and eventually appealed to Caesar even for a trial because his life was in danger from the religious extremists. So as we look at change, think about Paul or Saul, as he was known. In his early life, he was wicked. He was an evil man. He was persecuting Christians. Obviously, he was falling far short of God's will for his life. Many of us, during our drinking, using days, whatever that compulsive, destructive behavior was in our life, we were falling far short of, of God's will for our lives too, similar to Paul. Maybe some of us were even critical of Christians, or maybe you know you criticized a spouse for his or her desire to, to go to church. There are some who likely cried out in anger towards parents or other loved ones, and you might have said, I'm not interested in your God. While you're in the midst of your insanity, you might have said, I'm not interested in your God. Keep your effing Christianity to yourself, I've heard people say. I would encourage you in the coming week, do a deep dive into the book of Acts. The book of Acts is in the New Testament. Read the account in chapter 9 of Acts. Because while Paul was on the road from Jerusalem to Damascus. He was hit by a flash of light from the sky and dropped to the ground. He heard a voice 
saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul asked, who are you, Lord? The voice said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The guys who were traveling with, with Paul heard the voice, but did not see anyone. And Paul, when Paul stood up, he was blind. It had been such a bright light. He was blind. They led him to Damascus, and for three days that blindness lingered. And then, and then he didn't eat or he didn't drink, but you'll, you'll learn as you, as you're reading that, that Jesus came and restored his sight. And that's when the new Paul who ended up writing 14 books in the new Testament really came to life. That's where true forgiveness really came into play because Paul had to cry out to God for forgiveness. What did he have to do? He had to admit his guilt, admit his shame, and his fear for persecuting and killing Christians. He was healed, and his sight was restored. Okay? As you look at steps four, five, and six in in whatever 12-step program you're a part of, just realize that that is preparing you to cry out for forgiveness. Those steps are preparing you to seek forgiveness. God doesn't say, well, you have to pay a price. God doesn't say, well, you're not worthy. God doesn't say anything that's critical of some of those crazy things that you've maybe done in your past. What God is saying to you, come to me. He's saying, admit your shortcomings. Admit that that there have been times in your life where you were not, you know, following God's guidelines. And then after admitting that, then believe that Jesus did come to save you and to save me. God sent his only son to come here to die a brutal death, to be persecuted, that you and I would have that promise of life and eternity. And then after you admit and you express your belief, then it's it's necessary for you and me to commit to living that new life. Once you've been get, given the forgiveness, once you've experienced the freedom that comes with that forgiveness, that's when life change really begins to happen. And what I also know from personal experience is that newfound freedom is nothing like you could have ever imagined. It goes beyond extraordinary. And then, as I said at the opening, in, in the opening words of the show, forgiveness brings about your future. Forgiveness is freedom. And then forgiveness brings about your future. So if you're interested in more information on that topic, please feel free to to call my office uh, or just send me send me a, um, an email or however. I want to help you be free. I want to help you experience the forgiveness just like Paul, just like me, just like thousands of others that have been part of our faith-based recovery programs that now are enjoying that new life. 
they've eliminated that the they've they've eliminated the drive that has caused them to make poor decisions. Those compulsive destructive behaviors have really caused brokenness. So it's imperative to to understand God desires for you to be free. So along those lines, I do have another eight-week program, another Lifestyle Champion cohort program starting in March. And we use Zoom technology for those 90-minute weekly meetings. The first 30 minutes of each of those eight-week meetings is teaching. That's where we talk about the three phases. Number one is evaluate. Number two is equip. Number three is enjoy. So the evaluation, the tool that we use is on the front page of my website at randymortenson.com. And go ahead and do that 21-point assessment because what, what that will tell you is, is whether you're mild, moderate, or severe case of substance abuse or compulsive destructive behaviors. If you're mild or moderate, you're a good fit for this eight-week program. If it's severe, I have a network of numerous people literally around the world that I can make a referral to. If you're interested in more of that sort of info, please text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. If you just mention that you are a listener of this broadcast, that'll entitle you to, I used to say 35% off. I'm now looking to fill eight seats and I'm going to take 50% off the usual price. Just just mention the podcast when, when we're having that discussion. Okay, so this is absolutely a time of celebration in my head and in Ludia's uh, and uh, who's, who's my executive producer, because here's why. This week is, is our three-year anniversary of this podcast. Praise God. Round of applause. <laughs> it's it's just kind of mind-boggling as I reflect back on the almost 150 episodes that we've done. And out of those 150, there's probably, I would say, between 135 and 140 live guests that have been on or interviews that I've done. Literally from around the world, I've had NFL superstars i've i've had um people that that have name recognition from hollywood and on broadway and it, it's it's um i've also had moms that that have struggled wives that have had a hard time dealing with their husband's poor choices i've i've had you know dads that that have that have really just struggled with family issues that were brought on by uh, by drinking drugs, pornography, could be eating. So it's just a praise God day for, for us this week to say thank you, Jesus, for giving us three years of actually having the opportunity to share some some powerful testimonies and, and just some great stories about how God has set people free from what whatever it was that was holding them back. So that's the the thank you God for uh, for three years celebration. I also want to make an announcement on this episode that effective today, 
the Courageous Recovery Podcast is no longer going to be the name that we're going to promote. Instead, we're going to change the name to God Took Me to Las Vegas Podcast. Yes, you heard that right. The name will change to God Took Me to Las Vegas Podcast. And the byline will be experiences, stories of everyday people who have lived out the extraordinary. Join us for the God Took Me to Las Vegas podcast, testimonies about real-life courageous recovery encounters. You will hear those powerful testimonies about real-life courageous recovery encounters. Some of you may be saying, why are you changing it to God Took Me to Las Vegas? Well, if you don't know me well, you probably don't know that my forthcoming book is titled God Took Me to Las Vegas to Get Sober. So as I've been working with with marketing gurus and and experts on the release of the book as as well as uh, the early book sales and then the promotion, the launches and so on and so forth, we've really made the decision that having a brand identity of God Took Me to Las Vegas probably is is a, a smart move. So you will see in uh, any of the, the platforms, you'll see in a new name of the podcast, we will still mention Courageous Recovery in the byline. As I said, the byline will read, experience the stories of everyday people who have lived out the extraordinary. Join us for the God Took Me to Las Vegas podcast where you'll hear testimonies about real-life courageous encounters. So I just want to thank you for being obedient and listening. Uh, we we've, we had one episode that, that is approaching 6,000 downloads, and, and that's just exciting. I'm, I'm going to have her back on as, as a guest, certainly. And as I wrap up here, I, I just want to remind you of some of the statistics here in the United States that really are why we do what we do. Because in 2021, there were 107,622 overdose deaths in the United States. That's 295 per day. If you know someone, and well, and I should add, the 2022 statistics aren't finished yet or aren't haven't been released, but all indicators are that the number will be increased both annually and on a daily average. If you know somebody who's struggling today, maybe you're that person who's battling compulsive destructive behavior, please don't wait another day to seek help. You can reach out to me here at my office is 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. Or call someone you know and trust. Those who are dying, those 107,000 plus people are dying, are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of somebody who loves them. Today's the day. And again, if it's easier for you to text, just just text CHAMPION to 66866. Well, as I wrap up, I just want to once again express my gratitude to Ludia, my executive producer. And Ludia is just a, a real gift from God, just the support and, and the executive assistant work that she does for me in addition to just being brilliant when it comes to producing this podcast. So thank you, Lydia. 
I do hope that you found this information helpful today. You can look for the replay of this to be available on all the usual online podcast outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So I want to leave you with this. Have a blessed day and be extraordinary today.